Hi there and welcome to Global Heart Church. Uh, I'm Jared Keane, the Senior Pastor, and wherever you are tuning in from around the world today, really, really hope and pray that in our planning of this message that it's going to really inspire you for the great journey that you are on and uh, for the great calling that you have in your own life. So enjoy the message and really pray that it's a blessing to you today. This morning, everybody, I've got a message for you as you head into 2023. And I've entitled my message, Change Your Thinking, Change Your Blessing. Change your thinking, change your blessing. Say one more time. Change your thinking and you'll change your blessing. Some of you are saying, I'm not blessed. Change your thinking and you'll get a blessing. You know, God wants to bless you in 2023. He's got a plan for your life. Got a plan for your future. Got a plan, if you have children, plan for them. Plan for your grandchildren. He's got a plan for your friends. Got a plan for your impact uh, for Him in our church, on people out in the community, in your workplace. God's got a plan. And, uh, but our thinking is so key to that. What you think impacts your life and impacts your future. So I'm going to start by reading a scripture, everybody, to you. And then we're going to head into how God wants to bless you in 2023. So Psalm 1, if you can take some notes, that'd be good. If you can't take some notes, take some anyway. Psalm 1 verse 1 to 3 says, Blessed is the man or the woman who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. What's that? Contempt, disdain, disrespect. The Bible says, but his delight or her delight is in the law of the Lord. What's that? That's the word of God. And meditates in his law day and night. He or she shall be like a tree planted by rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he or she does, they'll prosper. Oh gosh, that was good. Oh, that just hit me. Everybody, the Bible's teaching us that if you want to be blessed, Psalm 1 lays it out, boom, we're straight into Psalm 1, says you want to be blessed, don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. And by the way, don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. You don't have to be a non-believer to give ungodly counsel, by the way. You can be a believer who goes to church, but your counsel is not godly. So the Bible's saying to us, be very careful that we are walking with people who are applying the Word of God, who give godly counsel. Believers live between grace and guidelines. Grace and guidelines. That means we've got the grace of God on us, the grace that saved us. Then there's a grace to follow the Lord, but we're also walking within the guidelines of His Word. It's amazing how many people will ditch the guidelines. It's amazing how many people ditch what God's Word says because of a feeling, because of this, because of that, when the Bible says to us, no, 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 don't walk in ungodly counsel and don't walk with the ungodly because it's going to have an impact on you. And so if you want to be blessed and you want to start to be blessed, the Bible says, get God's Word in front of you. Have, your, have a Bible app, everybody. You need to get an app that you start your day with. Either get out of bed with it or get in the car with it. I need to wake up a little bit. If I put my Bible app on when I first wake up, I'm kind of not with it for a few little while. But I uh, head out. I've got my app in the morning. And uh, you want to hear it. You want to get the Word of God into you. I replay verses. I replay chapters. I've got a really dramatic app. I love it. It's really good. It comes with this dramatic music. And anyway, uh, anyway, if you don't like that stuff, don't get my app. But I like my app. It's got lots of drama with it. It's really cool. But you've got to hear the Word of God. And the Bible says when you're meditating on it, soak on it. Sometimes I'll soak on a verse. The Bible says, listen, you are going to be like a tree planted by rivers of living water. 
You're going to flourish and uh, you're going to bring forth fruit in its season. You'll note with trees and different fruit trees and citrus trees that the fruit comes at a certain time. Sometimes a tree can look dead. And then in the right season, suddenly that tree's alive and flourishing. And so God wants to encourage you as we start 2023. Listen, your last year may look a little bit dead, but if you're applying God's Word and His principles and you're living in His grace and in His guidelines, God says your tree's going to flourish and there's a season coming in Jesus' Name. Come on, there's a season coming in Jesus' Name. And so I find the blessing of God is so interesting because sometimes it doesn't make sense. I'm like, why, am I, why is this blessing here? Why am I being blessed? How did this happen? And it's when you're applying God's Word, listen, the blessing of God will be there with you. But I've got to take journeys inwardly to get in line with God's Word. Everybody, if you want to be a successful Christian, 99% of being a Christian is an internal journey. It's internally saying, God, help me in my character. It's internally saying, God, help me to apply your word. Internally, it's thinking through that I might need to change some relationships. But what happens is many times, and I meet so many Christians, and what they're doing is they're making geographical changes. They'll change their job. They'll change their, their relationship. They're out of their marriage. They'll change their, their situation. They'll change their city. They'll change their church. They'll change their state. They'll, ch they'll just change that, and they call it God because it's comfortable in that season. No, we need to wrestle things out with God. Everybody, I wanna encourage you, if you're a Christian, 99% of all the journeys you go on are internal. And you need to learn that we need to wrestle this out with God. Sometimes I felt like, Lord, um, you know, that's really hard and I, didn't, I don't understand that and that's a challenge in my life. And, uh, and I want to encourage you, don't let that impact your, your view of God or His character. When I, I've started, I've gone back to the gym. Jesus, help me, amen. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm there and I'm like, oh my word, Lord, amen. Oh, really? But because it's hard at the gym and because it's weighty and because it's tough, I don't go, oh Lord, I'm now concerned about your character because this is difficult. I'm concerned about your character, Lord, that I'm going through this at the gym. I don't do that. So if I'm going through an internal gym, why am I like, Lord, I don't know if I can trust now. No, what's happening is your character is going through a gym workout. Losing self, losing pride, gaining humility. Ouch. <laughs> Tough. <laughs> Just do it half an hour at a time, right? Like, oh, half an hour's up. Time to go. <laughs> but we need to say, Lord, help me to um, <laughs> help me to go on an inward journey 99% of the time. And as you do and say, Lord, help me to apply your word, live within your guidelines, God says, I'm going to give you the breakthrough in Jesus' name. All right, so take the geographic, geography out of your life. If God, if God sends Christians somewhere, it's always to take more responsibility or to serve at a new level. And uh, that's basically the two things. That's it for Christians. Otherwise, the Bible says, in 1 Corinthians, that He sets us in the body of Christ, just so we all know. Um, by the way, to everyone, God will bless you despite your problems. And He'll bless us and work with us when we're imperfect. Do not be thinking, wow, when I'm, when I'm perfect, God will bless me. No, He'll bless you early. Because there's no perfect people. There's only a perfect God. But if, he, if we are with our hearts saying, Lord, I want to live within your guidelines and your parameters and Lord, your grace. And Lord, help me to walk with wise people who are godly and help me to get my counsel from your word, Lord. 
then the Lord is working to bless you. But sometimes it is surprising because you're like, how did that happen? Where did that blessing come from? I can't get over how soon I now, this is my 42nd year as a Christian this year. Come on, 42 years, people, this year. So, yeah, I got saved in 81. Gee, thank you, Lord. Um, but if, if, Sue, if Sue and I would look from our, where we came from in our broken backgrounds, boy, so broken. Go, how do we get here? Talk about serendipitous moments. Like, we would just have Godsidences and go, how did that happen? So many times, how did that happen? Um, how did that happen? How did we, how did that happen? How did that happen? How did that happen? How did that, really, God was behind it. And even though it looked like the end, it actually was the beginning. Some of you right now, 10 years ago, it was the end in some ways. And you thought it was the end. And now here you are. And like people don't, people look at you now and they're like, oh gosh, you look like you got it together. And you're like, yeah, 10 years ago, I was losing my mind. And people thought you were losing your mind. And then in a decade, God has been working and now you are a different person. And then now there's blessing and you can't even put your finger on. I don't even know how that's happened. I told the story in the last service how once I was with uh, Jenny and Vera in the Ukraine in their apartment and uh, uh, in the 15th floor in the Ukraine with them and they had all the windows open because it was summer and they had a cat and I saw the cat walking around and stuff and I was like, ooh, that cat's just, it's near the window and stuff. And then <laughs> one day I came back and I said, where's your cat? And they said, well, we're looking for it. And I said, why is that? They said, we think it fell out the window. And I was like, oh no. And I was like, oh no, I'm so sorry. They said, yeah, we think it's got like right near the edge and it's gone out the window. Anyway, when I came back and it was like the next day or so, I said, how's your cat? They said, fine. And I went, what do you mean? They said, somehow it's fallen out the window. We think it hit the tree down there on the way and it's landed and it's up here. I said, where is it? I got in the balcony, here's this cat on its back in the sun. <laughs> 15 floors. And I was like, really? And then Jenya said, I don't know. Cats have a blessing. <laughs> Listen, some of us are like that, but we weren't. We fell, something went wrong, it looked like at the end, and then God goes, hey, I'll just get in there and I'll bring blessing in the middle of what looks like the end. Some people thought you were done, and here you are. You're rising. Can I encourage everybody? You're not done, you're just getting started. You're not done, you're just getting started. Come on, you're not done, you're just getting started. You're just getting started. <laughs> the story of your life is gonna be that you land on your feet. I remember before I saved, had some friends and I thought, oh my gosh, they're just the silver spoon people and I'm not. And, uh, and then I got saved and suddenly I was like, hey, I'm having a few silver spoon moments here. And so now I'm a golden spoon. <laughs> God wants to bless you, God, everybody. But we just got to realize there is the way to it. You know, blessing, I, I like this definition, which I kind of wrote out. Internal ability to succeed when the odds are stacked against you. There's this ability flowing out of you because the anointing of God is on you. The Holy Spirit lives in you. And you get this resilience where other people are giving up. And so now you're, you become tenacious. There's a word. Go tenacious. <laughs> but you become tenacious. And suddenly you're pushing through where you would have given up. You're now pushing through. And, uh, and you're now like making decisions where you were just, you know, at the mercy of people and, Got, some, people, some people just got everybody involved in their lives. Everybody, you cannot succeed if everybody's in your life. You can't. You have to say, Lord, who am I meant to be walking with? 
When I came from my background, my whole life was surrounded by alcoholics, drug addicts, broken people, poor people, um, crime people, <laughs> you name it. And listen, they're all people who God loves, but I had to make a decision. I am going to have to walk forward now and move into a new stage with new people. Otherwise, I am going to repeat what I have grown up with. And so I had to say, hey, everybody, wishing you all the best, but I can't stay here. Now, that didn't make everybody happy. I wasn't the most popular person. People preferred me dysfunctional and broken and heading to addiction. And so now when I'm like, you know, moving out of that, it was challenging, but it's what got me into a new life. If you change who talks to you and you change what you read and you change who you hang around with, you will be surprised at how much change comes to your life. I might say that one more time. If you change who talks to you, if you change what you read, if you change who you hang around, you'll be surprised how much change comes to your life for the good. God's blessing will come. So our thinking impacts our blessing. I could never have been leading a church, buying buildings, you know, leading out our team with our team, buying buildings, doing what we're doing, if I didn't have my thinking changed over the last four decades. But in the middle of it all, when I started to become fruitful, we started to be blessed. Sue and I started to be blessed. We started to be blessed in the church. Listen, that was not the time to ditch God. But I see so many people are like, they're in church and then they found a boyfriend. They found a girlfriend. And they're like, I don't need God now. I've got my boyfriend, got my girlfriend. No, that's when you need God. Suddenly their business takes off, which they gave to, which they prayed and said, Lord, my business takes off. Their business takes off. They got all the money. Now I don't need God. So now they don't need God. They become Him in their life. Listen, God, everybody, his plan for you is never a life where he is unnecessary. God does not have a plan for your life where he ever becomes unnecessary. You will always need him. You will always need him. And when you live your life under his blessing and when you get blessed and you don't bail and you don't ditch it and you don't walk out on people and you don't um, ditch church and you don't ditch the kingdom, listen, God then begins to move in an incredible way in your life and then He blesses you exponentially in Jesus' name. Genesis 12, love this. God says to Abraham, I'm going to make you a great nation. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make your name great. And you shall be, look at this, a blessing. Everybody, God wants to bless you, but there's a reason. He wants to bless you to be a great blessing. Don't ever be the person, oh no, I just need enough so I can pay my bills. I just need enough to put fuel in the car. No, you don't. You need a lot. <laughs> Why? Because you can't help people if you're not blessed. It, I, we're not living for ourselves. We're not living for ourselves. We're living for Christ and we're living to be His hands and feet. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So I pray you get wealthy, I pray you get blessed, but I pray God develops the character in you to sustain it. Sometimes we're like, why isn't God doing that? Why isn't God giving me the job? Why isn't He giving me the business? Why isn't He giving me the relationship? Because maybe, just maybe, He knows you're not ready for it. Because sometimes God's blessing and favour can take you to a place your character doesn't sustain you. So God's not going to put you out there and destroy you. He's letting your character get developed. And, he, and uh, He'll say, hey, I need you to just give that to me. I need you just to apply that. 
You don't fail with God. You just get to take the test again. And again. And then again. Some of you right now are going around the mulberry bush. <laughs> Here we go around the mulberry bush. That was the children of Israel, 40 years going around the mulberry bush. It was an 11-day journey in reality. But God was trying to get them to see something. What's God trying to get you to see? He says, I want to bless you and you shall be a blessing. Global Heart Church, you are a blessing. You are a blessing. We are a blessing. You're being a great blessing. Right now, we just looked uh, again at our budget for the year. And it's very, very exciting because many churches pray and would like to give 10% of their, their finances uh, away, right? Like as a tithe, which is so good. Right now, we've been working hard, obviously with Rwanda, where God led us, James 1.27, true Christianity, look after orphans and widows in their distress. God's Word says that's true Christianity, boom. Not a building, not the carpet, <laughs> not the conference, look after orphans and widows in their distress. So we went to, we've been in Rwanda for all those years. Now, a million dollars a year, nearly, we will give to child sponsorship, putting children into education, medical, dental, health, pastoral, food, nutrition. Amazing. Went to Zambia. What's happening in Zambia right now, I'm going to have to take your whole church on a bus there or something. Get, we, have to, we need to get Emirates to give us a plane, just take everybody over, right? Actually, we need a lot more planes. <laughs> but anyway, um, but it's looking right. Our budget this year is going to be, of all the money that's given, 40% will go to those in need, children's, child sponsorship, church planting, and missions, and care for our community here. 40%. Huge. We're called to be blessed, to be a blessing. So I'm praying you all get really blessed because we're doing what Jesus told us to do. Jesus rises from the dead and then he goes and says, he could have said anything. He could have said anything. Conference yourselves until I come again. <laughs> we like a conference. But Jesus says, go into all the world, preach the gospel. He didn't just say go into Perth. He says, go into all the world. Start in Perth, Jerusalem, go into all the world. We're trying to be a biblical church. That's <laughs> what we're trying to do. Not a church that, hey, you know, is doing what we just feel to do because we like it. No, it's like, Lord, what do you want us to do? That we might be as big a blessing as we can be to as many people that you take us to and call us to. Can someone say amen? amen. Which leads me to Malachi 3. Because in Malachi 3 is an eternal principle in God's Word. It says, bring the whole tithe in the storehouse so there may be food in my house and put me to the test now in this, says the Lord of armies. If I do not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you a blessing until it overflows. God's Word in Malachi. By the way, everybody, this is an eternal principle for those who think, hang on a minute, that's the Old Testament. It's also in the New Testament. Runs throughout the Scripture. Where, where God says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. Why does God say, bring the whole tithe? Because He knows Christians love to break it up with their thinking. Christians love to go, Lord, I'll give you, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this with my finance, and I'm going to do that, and I'm, I think I might give that, and I think I might do that. And God goes, bring the whole tithe. No, Lord, I still would like to just do this, and I still would like to just do that. And I like that ministry. And, like, and God goes, bring the whole tithe. Why is He having to tell us that? Because we love to do our thing, not His thing. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to 2023. We need to say, Lord, help me to do what you've asked me to do. Bring the whole tithe, 
which is our finances, what we're earning, bring it into the storehouse. And, the, and here's what God says, put me to the test. Only time in Scripture where God says, put me to the test. I love it. Isn't God edgy? He's like, put me to the test, come on. He says, test me. Test me now. See what I can do. And he says, so that there's food in my house. So Global Heart Church is able to do this. We're able to help there. We're able to help people in our community. We're able to help people in need here. We're able to help there. We're able to help there. He says, so there's food. If everybody does that, then the blessing on the house will be until it overflows. Oh gosh, I love this. Am I the only one excited? It's challenging, right, though? Lord, help us in Jesus' name. So God wants to bring a blessing, but he says, I'm gonna, I want you to test me now and see if I won't bring a blessing, pour a blessing that overflows. I'm watching it on my kids now. I saw the last service, um, Nathan and Kerry, I suppose to take them to the airport the other day. They were going to our church in Melbourne. And they were going to be there. They really wanted to go and support Pastor Eli and Fatima. So my middle son, his wife, and our two grandchildren. And then like 4 o'clock in the morning, he gets a message. They've cancelled his flight on Jetstar. I was taking him at 5.30. So Nathan, rather than, he, he just felt like, I'm not going to give up here. And he was also going to go to Planet Shakers conference, pop in there. Anyway, he pushed through and bought tickets for the whole family, thousands of dollars. He said, I'm going to go anyway. I'm going to trust God. And he went, when he went there, he told me that, Dad, from when I got there, then this happened and that happened and this blessing came and that door opened and this happened and that happened. And he said, and at Planet Shakers, we got there and they came in. They didn't even know him. He's my son. And they came and gave him and his wife VIP passes for everything. And now, not that you need a VIP pass. It was just the fact he didn't have to pay for it. That was taken care of. That was taken care of. And I just said, well, till the blessing overflows. Till the blessing overflows. you got people, parents who honour the eternal principle of the tithe for decades. So expect the blessing. And so then he had strategic conversations, strategic connections. Some of us, it's not the money God gets to you. Nathan said to me, the strategic conversations and connections I had was unbelievable. God is wanting to bring connections to our lives, but he's saying, test me in this and watch what I do. Whoo, God is good. Just remember this too, everybody. God wants to use you to be a blessing and to help to other people by blessing you when you apply His Word. No one can teach about being blessed like someone who wasn't and now is. Nobody can teach about the blessing like somebody who wasn't blessed. Who's all my friends who you grew up and you were not blessed in your childhood or years? Oh, there's not that many of you. Well, there's a few. <laughs> well, well, I can tell you about God's blessing because that was not my childhood experience. But I know now when you put God first, this is what happens. They can, those kind of people can tell you what to do, what not to do. I don't just ask people, I don't tell people, hey, here's what I should do and here's what I'm doing. I'm saying, what do you think? Wisdom is always asking the question. Christians ask the question, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? One of you think one of the big pastors actually uh, leaders speaking at the conference just said to Nathan, "I never speak and offer my opinion till I'm asked." He said, "Even when I'm discussing my own ministry, can you imagine everybody becoming the person you don't speak about what you think God's saying until you heard the wisdom from everybody else? Imagine how wise you'd be if we all just listened." <laughs> and then I've got a funny story about that, which is in a, which is I was sitting at the table once when I was an intern pastor, and all the pastors were all there and. And I felt like I wanted to add my piece in this, as a new pastor. 
And the Lord said to me, if I need to hear from you, I'll ring a bell. <laughs> you think I'm joking? He did. <laughs> so I shut up for the next 10 years, which was the best thing I ever did. <sighs> Proverbs 13, 22. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, but the wealth of the sinner is sought after the righteous. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. Everybody, the Bible is telling us, and this is for all the men, men, we don't know if you're good until we see your grandchildren. We don't know if you're a good man. The Bible says a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. We'll find out if you are good when we meet your grandchildren down the track. Gee, that's scary because mine are here. I've got three here. <laughs> I better get my act together. But it's down the track. What does that mean? Leave a spiritual inheritance. Leave a spiritual inheritance. Let your home teach your children. We are called as a family. Let Jesus be in the home. And then also to think about some financial inheritance. Plan, plan to do something that actually financially helps your grandchildren. The Bible says good people are thinking ahead because they know we said the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. When God blesses everybody too, let me just say this to you. He does it and He adds no sorrow to it. Proverbs 10, 22. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich and He adds no sorrow to it. People in the world who've gone after fame and gone after this and gone after that. I'm not talking about, you know, with good intention. I mean, people just want to be the, seen by the world. The Bible says, what does it profit a man and woman if they gain the whole world and lose their soul? The Bible says, what does it profit? No profit in that. But how many of you have you seen they're famous, they got everything and then they're addicted to drugs. They're like completely killing themselves with drugs. Then they die. You see people who I were like really loved and then they, I find out they've taken their life. Listen, it's so sad because they've chased something. And I, I believe this. I believe whatever you're called to do, if you humbly are in God's house and building and building with what God's called us to do and what God calls you to do as part of the kingdom. Listen, I believe that God is wanting to add to you as per His Word. And He wants to cause you to prosper in all areas, emotionally, financially, spiritually, relationally. It's not just money, but it's in all areas. But you need to know God, when He talks about His blessing, He's not talking about, and you'll be blessed next week, that's it. <laughs> and you'll be blessed, I'm gonna do it in June, that's it. No, when God's talking to us and saying, hey, listen, when you walk in godly counsel, when you are not walking with the ungodly, He says, He's basically speaking to the end of your life. He's saying, when you get to the end of your life, you will look back and go, oh my gosh, I'm blessed. I look back after 40, one years, and I go, wow, how the heck did that happen? God. But God's saying His blessing is at the end of your life. Same with the, the curse, you know, when Jesus cursed the fig tree, right? It didn't die straight away and go, rah, rah. You know, it, it, it withered over time. So when people are walking in opposition to God, their lives wither over time. That's why you watch some people don't get to old age. They're working against God. You're like, oh my gosh, what happened? And it's not just the sickness, they get to, everything goes wrong. God's blessing is at the end of your life. You look back, you go with your friends, your church, your life. If you've got kids, your kids, your grandkids, and you're like, wow, that's the biblical blessing. And it's huge in Jesus' Name. Everybody, God wants to bless you and add no sorrow to it. Can I encourage you? Look at who you walk with. Don't be a Christian who gets to church once in a while. 
in actual fact, Jesus is saying, don't be tainted by the world. Don't fit into the world's mould. Don't let the world mould you. Can I just say this to you? You cannot be intermittent with God and His house and His Word and grow as a Christian. How can you? Your workmates, where you work, we're all surrounded by people who don't know the Lord. They just, they're not saved. They've got no spiritual insight. And so all ungodliness is coming at you. When people say to me, oh yeah, get to church from time to time, I'm like, well, then you're going to be full of worldliness. How can you walk in with God's blessing? How can you have Psalm 1? You'll be just full of their thinking, their worldliness, how they are. And some people are like, it can't all come to you in an hour and a quarter on Sunday morning. That's why being Friday night as well, get everything you can, get it in there, get it in there, get it in there. So that you are rich with the Word, rich with fellowship, rich with connection, then God can flow it out in Jesus' Name. Last couple of thoughts, I'm out of time, but I'm enjoying preaching this today. This is, I like this, I'm getting the podcast. <laughs> you know, um, you know, you meet some Christians, right? Everybody, I've just been real with you. You meet some Christians and they never mention Jesus. You meet some Christians, they never talk about God, never talk about the Bible, never talk about God's house, never talk about His calling, never talk about the cost, the sacrifice, what it takes to do it. You meet Christians, they're not talking about any of that. They're talking about people. I think Christians are talking about what they're doing, what she's doing. Some people know more about what everybody else is doing than they knew about anything to do with Jesus. Here's what I discovered. You can be in church like the Pharisees, come as a social event, and you can look like the deal. Bless you. God bless. Hallelujah. And it's all external and nothing is happening in here. It can be all external. You can be in church for 20 years and have that. You, and you can just copy your parents. They were external religious people. <laughs> and you just copy it. Everybody, do not copy religion. This is the kingdom of the heart. If you're walking, listen, if you're walking with Jesus, and I know over years some Christians, I have never heard them mention Jesus, His house, the Word, or God's plan once. Not once. And they go to church. I'm like... How walled off is your heart to be able to do that? Buddy, let the wall down. If you've been in church 30 years, let the wall down. Let the wall down. Because if you're walking with Jesus, to be honest, you hardly got time to get caught up in what everybody else is doing. You hardly got any time because you're too busy carrying, serving, sacrificing, giving, loving. <laughs> but if you're not doing that, what everybody else is doing. Oh, you're onto that. Some people are more onto what everybody else is doing than they are ever onto what God is doing. How sad, everybody. Can I encourage you? Be a person this year. Walking with the godly, walking with the wise, walking in God's blessing, and that you are now this year deciding, I am going to lose the external look of the Christian and I am going to become who Christ has called me to be. You know, what you look at, who you hang with, what you read will determine what you become. If you read computer books all the time, you're probably going to do IT, right? My nephew this year will finish medicine. He's been studying and reading nonstop. Whatever you read, whatever you look at and who you hang with determines. So he's reading medical books. Guess what? He's become a doctor. Guess what? You read the Bible, have your Bible app on, you may just become a Christian. It's a big revelation, right? We need to say, Lord, help us to get your godly counsel. 
And if it's, if it's on your Bible app, press pause and hear that verse again and again and again till it becomes life. Can someone say amen? Whatever you feed your mind on, you will become. Whoever you hang with, you'll become. So you need to say, Lord, I, I love all people. I'm a people lover. But who I walk with, I have to be very wise. This is your year. This is your year. Can I encourage you? Change your thinking and you'll change your blessing. Can someone say a big amen? Thank you so much for joining us online today. Really great to have you with us. And special thanks to those also who give online. Your generosity is making the way for others to hear the message of Jesus, both here in Australia and around the world. If you enjoyed today's message, I'd love to encourage you to share this message with a friend, a workmate, a family member. And let's believe together that it will powerfully impact their life for good in Jesus' name. If you're unable to be with us at one of our church locations, uh, both here in Australia and around the world, please join us online every Sunday for Global Heart at Home on YouTube. God bless and have a great week.